Welcome to Balls and Brew, a podcast about beer and sports with your hosts, Johnny and Kevin. The mics are on. The glasses are full. It's time for Balls and Brew. Hey, Kevin, what's going on? Not a whole lot. They're full of foam. <laughs> they are a little full of foam. Our, our Dubell just basically just foamed up as soon as we poured it. Yeah, what do you mean? I thought it was co- Kawa Coffee. Oh, it is Kawa Coffee. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it tastes a little, you know. It t- tastes like uh, St. Bernard's Prior 8. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It tastes a lot more like that. I don't know what they're doing over at Kawa lately, but, man, it coffee's well, tasting a lot more step, like step Belgian their, beer. Stepping their game up. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess that, that actually would be called, called winning, really. I, you know what? Uh, completely unexpected, but I kind of think if we started a business and fronted as coffee and literally gave you a cup of beer. Yeah. It could work. It's a moneymaker. I think it could work. I think there might be some regulations could. that get in the way, but yeah, yeah, you know, you have to kind of worry out the rules. You know, maybe you need your own lobbyist in, in Tallahassee or something like that, or maybe DC. <laughs> I don't know. I think those are state laws, though. But, um, but anyhow, so uh, so tell the people what what our our show our th- our beer theme of the show is. Oh, we're just drinking Belgian beer. Yes, uh, yes. Is there a particular reason why? Uh. You mentioned a few weeks ago when I asked you if you wanted to do a show, you said, like, yeah, I'd like to do a show on Belgian beers. All right. You're welcome. And, folks, you're welcome. Welcome, welcome, Facebook audience. We intend to be Belgian while we're drinking Belgian beers. Yeah. Belgian Belgian From Belgium. Yeah. We should have had waffles. Didn't think about it. We should have got waffles. We could have had waffles and beers. We could have got chicken, too. Well, saying chicken and waffles. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it has no, it has no bearing. There's, but, there's only know, a limit to how happy I can be. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no limit, man. It's your show, man. No limit to how happy. No you limit can to be. how happy you can be. No, uh, right. I mean, just I, I say frequently the best country in the world for beer, in my opinion, which means a lot to me and very little to anyone else, uh, is Belgium. Yeah, I, I think I think they consistently make quality product, and I think their styles are just off the chain good. No, no, good beer, fresh. Uber strong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a different flavor. You know, you have Belgian beer when it's you like first. It's like European Aretha yeah. Franklin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big, loud, and proud, and European, and European. Yeah. Although I don't really think of European when I think of Belgium. I, I think of you, you can taste it when we drink a Belgian beer. Like yeah, you can smell it, you there's can taste a different it. flavor. It's, it's, it's boozy. Strain. It's Ye- boozier, and it's yeah, it's yeast strain, and, and it's and it's just. But boozier, but not, but different from like a high gravity boozy beer that you would drink here. Different from like, a, oh yeah, yeah. It, it's like it's it's its own animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of kind of like a unique flavor. There's a just a Belgian flavor. That's why I, if you ever get a chance, I'm not sure if they still do this, but the um, oh, the bar was the the Independent mm-hmm. in Seminole Heights during Beer Week, which obviously in March, which is it's not really coming up, but it's coming up. <laughs> so um, they they do a Belgian beer festival that's phenomenal. Get it over because oh, you, yeah. you you you're not you're not walking out of that place you're crawling out of oh, that place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it's uh if you, if you were just to do just an all Belgian beer show and you're just drinking that beer and say like the whole segment was drinking Belgian beer and you were going to try to finish yeah you're going to be pretty buzzed by the end of that tasting. Segment. Oh yeah oh my god yeah it's yeah it's a phenomenal I mean it, I mean it's the best of the best that come to this too but it, it's it's ridiculously good but you will feel it oh yeah it will it will smack you in the face. Well, sure. Speaking of being smacked in the face so, recently. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> so the other theme of our show is, okay, so as everybody knows, we are lovers of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the USF Bulls. 
and currently they are on they've been on the struggle bus now for over three weeks to date there have been a struggle bus for almost a calendar month both of them absolutely three three straight losses for for the bucks three straight losses for the one Bulls. of which I would say I think they've they, they've struggled defensively pretty much since the season started and we yeah. didn't expect them to be good defensively yeah yeah the other we thought was going to have one of the best defenses in their conference and but and they've really struggled they, they've struggled but I also think they haven't been good I also think that the offense has been just bad when, when when they were playing good defensively they 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 weren't doing anything offensively and honestly that's kind of how things have been since most of last year yeah well okay so obviously okay we'll start with with usf and here's the thing with with usf is okay we thought they were gonna have one of the best defenses in the conference um we thought they were gonna have one of the best offenses in the conference the key difference is and this is gonna get into probably the heart of our segment or heart for on my part on my part um the the defense is not quite as talented as the offense. The offense has has talent. They have got they have guys that may play on Sunday. The defense has some guys that may play on Sunday too. But the offense has some has some talent. Um, and they and they've underperformed. Defense. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Okay, you know, it's like both teams underperform. What's you know, what's worse, if it's something shitty or if it's crappy. I don't you know. Like you know what I mean? Like I, I think they have injuries. Uh, the front seven has injuries on defense. And, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. certainly hindering them from stopping that's kind the of, run. That, that's, I think because that, that's kind of how we would judge this defense. If they were stopping the run better, we would look at this defense as an okay. Well, they can probably make some adjustments. I've got confidence in Brian G. Mary to make some adjustments to account yeah. for what the things that aren't working. Offensively, I feel like we are dealing with probably the most hard-headed coach that's ever coached football in this city, who insists on running his scheme. And no, we've no, had a lot of hard. No matter coaches who the city, quarterback is, you well I know. know. <laughs> so, I know we're, we're going bold statement. I, mean, I, I think of like Ray Perkins, maybe one of the most hard-headed individuals maybe that's ever man, lived Weiss. in the city. Man. Sam, Sam was more of, hey, I got a new play, and if I call it five times and, and it works once, look how look how smart I am. Man, <laughs> in the USF level, Skip Holtz, you know, I, Skip was just inept. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think I think this is, hey, there's talent on this offense, but this scheme limits what could be working, and all we hear is, oh, they just got to execute better, and it's like. How many months can you be the coach and, and it be you just got to execute better? Yeah, yeah. At, at yeah. what point do you start saying, hmm, maybe I should adjust what we're doing schematically to go with who my where my talent is? Yeah. Is where that, do I have an advantage on Saturday? I, I need to scheme for that. And I, I think part of that, because it's so 101, is being done. But I think the basis of this team is still run this halfback dive and win because we have an offensive line that, for whatever reason, he thinks is capable of winning battles. Yeah. And they're not. They're not. They're flat out losing. You, you have to make adjustments to win battles. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, and, uh, and we're saying goodbye to our uh, to our Facebook audience. Bye bye Facebook audience. But listen to the podcast. Come on, go on to ballsandbrew.com. dot com. So, um, but ah, see, this is going to be part. Of it. it's, it's too bad the Facebook audience is not going to get sick. This was like actually the best part because I was going to look directly into the camera, but. Um, <laughs> But anyway, so uh, so as part of this segment, all right. So obviously we're in an election year. We're in election season. I feel like we're always in a freaking election season. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah. You know, for some people, we, they are always in election season. So in this election season, 
you know what? There's a lot of directions you could go in, but all right, look, I love I love the Bulls, you love the Bulls. How can we make the USF Bulls great again? How can we do this? I, it's not going to happen with with Sterling Gilbert running the offense. So yeah. he ne he needs to be absolutely replaced. I say I'm gonna let you go first. So I can and I, I, I tell the people. to me the only way you're gonna replace tell your him, constituents. The only way you're gonna replace him with what you need to do is that you're probably gonna have to promote an offensive-minded coach from a smaller G5 conference. Meaning that you probably, whether you want to replace Charlie or not, you gotta replace both Charlie and Sterling. Okay. If I could keep Brian G. Mary, I think I would just to say, prove to me that you can coach. Provided that we can continue to bring in the talent that we are have and have and are going to get, and that injuries right now are actually what's hurting you, yeah. whether it be Khalid McGee's flipping out on the sidelines when he's in Houston, or yeah, it be he basically got fired. having you know so that, many right? <laughs> having so many injuries that you got to move Greg Rees off the defensive end and play linebacker. But you have recruited linebackers. You should be better in the front seven next year. You know, and, and at times Mike Hampton, at times Ronnie Hoggins are just getting burnt like pizza being reheated yeah. on mercury. So yeah. some of that I do believe is execution. Some of that I do. Like I don't think you're being coached to be burnt. No, no, no. So so, so, so I, some, I some of it's them. Some of it's underperforming. Some of it's they they they're not living up to what they can do. But I think he can coach. I I do. I don't think Sterling Gilbert can coach. And I'm not confident, honestly, that, that Charlie Strong can coach. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'll look at it like bring in somebody who's going to recruit and run offense. They're going to install their system. I would want to not have any power struggles. So I'm willing to clean the entire house. And then can we keep Brian Jean Murray? If he doesn't want to stay, whatever, fine. Then we'll replace everyone. Really, at the end of the day, G5 football, it's all offense. That, that, that's how you win. Okay, so so what would you so what would you do? This is what you would do to make USF great again. I'd absolutely clean house. Okay, all right, coaches. Mm -hmm. You can't get rid of the play. Well, you can't get rid of the players. Technically, you can get no. rid of the players. I, I, I would I would I don't I don't think you're going to lose a lot of recruits. I think most people are going to stick on who are here. Yeah, I yeah. think most people who are here aren't here because of Charlie yeah, Strong, Strong alone. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think he has an influence on recruiting. But I don't think they're here only for him. I think they're here because they want their chance of success. And no one's beating down the door in Gainesville, Tallahassee, or Miami. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that they have a chance to be successful here. Now, some of these kids probably do, like Charlie. They probably go with Charlie, and they might leave. But I, I would leave the door open to him and say, that, are you willing to replace your OC? Okay. Are you willing to completely start over in, in terms of offensive scheme? If you're not, well, then the door is right there. Because yeah. we're, we're, if Texas money is running out and you expect us to pay you to stick around, trust me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trust me, man. You're, you're not you're not winning a lot of votes. No, no. You know, no. And, and most of your attitude is, I think, stating egotistical things, as in like, oh, I'm going to turn this city, you know, USF. Okay, that sounds great, but when the media looks at you saying, hey, how come this offense is stagnant? Your response is, we won seven games, did we not? Yeah, I'm like yeah. I'm like that doesn't sound like somebody who thinks that he's going to turn the city around. It doesn't sound like no humility. Yeah, yeah. So that sounds like ego. No, no, yeah, yeah. So well, it sounds like you know what stuff I think coaches say when they're frustrated and their team's losing and they and maybe been having a jump load up for like weeks and weeks and weeks and then all of something 
they're on a three-game losing streak and you, you don't like the tone of questions and you think you, that you know more than the people who are sitting across from you, which, I mean, obviously you do, but at the same time they have a job and you have a job. And so they're going to ask – their jobs to ask pointed questions. Your job is to coach and represent your team, represent your, your program. But, but when you're and saying so, things you like know, we don't have the depth – so Randall St. Felix so wait, it's a bad way to represent your program Randall St. Felix so, you know, yeah, g- g- gets hurt and we don't have the depth you know I'm like well I'm sure that makes people like Rasheem Bronson you know, just feel awesome yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sure he's like well gee that's great coach yeah we don't have the depth huh yeah, yeah. we don't have the depth to compete with Tulane yeah yeah you know yeah. the 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 massive football program that they are yeah yeah so it just it's so pride of the garden district it, it's so <laughs> <laughs> hey, no no rip on Tulane Oh yeah, no Tulane. Tulane awesome. kicked, no Tulane kicked USF's ass fair and square. Uh, uh, but but not by that, but awesome road trip. Awesome great place road to trip. Go. Yes, yes. Yeah, Maybe cool, probably cool the best city. road trip. Just a fun in the just a fun place to go. Period. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh, that was a great road trip. But but just an absolutely stupid, irresponsible thing to say, and it just seems so obviously that he just wants to put the blame on the kids. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. your job to get these people in position to win. You're the one bringing in this OC. This is a second year. This isn't like I mean, most of these people have been in this offensive scheme now for going on 18 months plus. Yeah, yeah. Don't sit around and tell me that, oh, they just need to execute. But, like, no, the, what you see is what you get here. This is this is you executing. Yeah, yeah. The only way this is going to work is if you just happen to have, like, the highest level of P5 talent getting to go against people who are just athletically inferior to you. That yeah, seems yeah. to be the only way that you're able to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean – at least in this day and age, you know, at Louisville, yeah, somewhere in between, well, you know, somewhere, somewhere in the middle. Well, so well, well, what I'm seeing more, more talent, work. more talent in USF, less talent in Texas. Well, yeah. What I'm seeing isn't working, and I, I don't know if that means we're just going to start over and bring a new OC in, and, and Charlie's going to stay here, or if they're cutting and run completely. I kind of feel like it's either going to be a new OC or an entire new staff. I think either way, when I think it's it gonna comes be an improvement. down to it, that's probably what you're looking at in real realistic. Cause we we talk about this stuff. We like to have fun with it, but in reality, what ha- is ultimately gonna happen is that you're gonna look. You're gonna look at the okay. There's probably a lot of trust in Charlie Strong and a lot of money in him. So there's a lot of trust in him. You know, he's gonna want to keep his job. Um, boo, penguins. Um, and so, you know, you're gonna you're gonna start with 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 uh, you know with getting rid of Sterling Gilbert because the offense you what your offense that literally had the you know whatever many twenty game streak of uh, thirty plus game point games you've gone from that to a season in which you know you're still scoring a good bit of points but you have you know you you have three wins of under thirty with under thirty points and. You have not scored more, more. You haven't scored above twenty-five in your last two, both losses. And, One to Tulane. And honestly, I, and so, I, I, I know I, we don't completely agree on this, but that is the only way to win the G five. Is you come out and you you play offense and you score points. That's the only way you win in G five. I get it, but you have to have some semblance of defense. And a defense well, is obviously I, clearly they give up. Obviously, you have, and, you have eleven same, kids out there that are playing. You're, you're playing defense, yeah. but, but playing defense in the G five means try to force turnovers and slow down who you're going against. You're not taking on these teams that are going to run power eye against you. So, yeah, but I'm see, I'm seeing bis- basic like non tackling. And and you know what? It, that's going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's your job to do it. It's your job to do it to them tackling. when you got the ball. Yeah, like, yeah, so 
Yeah, so there, there's, got, there's a level of count. I, I get the importance of offense. Everybody runs a spread, all this other crap, especially especially at the lower levels. I get it. But, you know, that you have to have that. You're running at the higher levels, too. Um, so, all right. So, with that said, oh, I'm sorry. I just knocked her. Sweet mates. Uh, it's all good. Mail down. All right. It's blame it on the St. Bernard's. All right. With that said, all right, how I would make USF great again. I'm all ears. My fellow Americans. <laughs> so, you know, let me your ears. Four score it now. All right. When I look at USF, and I've watched every game now for years now, what I'm seeing this year that I've not seen, that I did not see in the um, in the previous regime, at its best, at its best, is consistency. I you I, you don't know what the hell you're gonna get from USF from week to week, and most of the time it's nothing. It's, this week it's progressively worse. It's nothing explosive. It's never, nothing explosive. I think last year it was like a oh, okay, we should see more explosiveness, but we're not. Then we'll have a 21 point run in a quarter. Then you know, uh, Rasheed uh, Tariq McCants is freaking knocking people over and all this other shit. And then and then we see nothing. You know, ever you know. But we saw more consistency last year. This year it's been progressive. Like literally, when they were winning, they beat East Carolina by seven points. Yeah, they, Jordan Cronkite saved that game. Yeah, like literally it, it, won the game by himself. I'll give you that they're more consistent in that they've consistently sucked on offense. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're because consistent I, in that way, but as a team, I, I they're think, not consistent at all. I, I think yeah. uh, Willie's last team with Raymond Woody at defense was more consistent th- than this administration. Well, yeah, I, I'm not seeing much at all. Like I, I'm, And what I was hoping I would see is like, okay, well, maybe this is a team that plays up their level of competition. They, you know, they 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 loaf with the Yukons and the Tulsas of the world. But when Houston comes to town, they're ready. Or when they go to Houston, they're ready to play. Obviously, not the case. A little bit of the case, but not really. Houston, they were never going to win. They were never going to be Houston on any universe. Uh, not, not after Derek King broke that fourth down run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that, that pretty much killed it. So what I would change <laughs> is coaching, because I'm seeing inconsistency on both uh, on both sides of the ball. I'm seeing a defense that shows up sometimes. They show up to save the game, but they get but they, they give up tackles like freaking like people are running through those banners when at the start when they're coming through at the start of, at the start of the game when they're coming onto the field. You know, I, I'm seeing guys get burned. You know, I'm actually really not seeing any, that many great defensive plays, but if they're doing enough. Like literally, the defense won against Georgia Tech. But they also gave up a ton of points in the third quarter, you know. And then they couldn't stop the run at all. In fact, I think the offense and special teams won against Georgia Tech. It's probably the only quality win they several, have this se- year. Several, they had several turnovers. I mean, the offense did it too, but they had several. I mean, several. Well, when I say won the game, I they was, had several turnovers. I mean, I was at that game, game and I can tell you that uh, Taquan Marshall, who I still think is just a baller, baller. Um, they who's on the bench. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, Tobias Oliver. Th- they were th- they were harder to stop with Tobias Oliver than they were with with Marshall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, which is crazy because I think Taquan is just so good. Yeah. But they yeah. were better with Tobias because I think Tobias is better built to run that Paul Johnson offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and not only that, but when when Taquan was in, USF would actually had some packages per pass rush, and they actually were very effective. Uh, yeah, yeah. Especially in the first half, it was in the third quarter when Tobias came in when when they looked like completely lost yeah, on how yeah. to make stops. Yeah, they were getting mowed down. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, there was the fumble. I, I can't remember if it was Nick Roberts or Kelly McGee forced the fumble that Nick uh, Sautel recovered. Yeah, yeah, that was the game changing moment. Yeah, but 
I mean, Terrence Horn prior to to tearing his ACL was a was just a monster uh, yeah. in that game. On top of the kick returns, w- was a monster on the outside. Yeah, uh, I I think it was the offense and and even the execution of offense in the red zone that was how they won that game. Okay. Yeah. They so. they struggled defensively, but they struggled in ways that I expect people to struggle against the Paul Johnson offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then defense, obviously next week struggled. See, I don't think it's almost like the reverse. I think defense struggled against Illinois, couldn't stop the run, and all of a sudden, you know, USF just turned it on offense and freaking, you know, shut them out in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know? that, that game, they couldn't they couldn't consistently finish drives. They missed kicks. Yeah, yeah. They were bad in the red zone again. You convert convert one or two of those kicks, or you turn those kicks into a touchdown instead. That game. Yeah, it's not it's not tight. Like literally tight in the fourth quarter. Defensively, they were good, but also Illinois is is shit. Illinois is a terrible program. That that's I I think Lovey Smith's going to be canned. And and that's yeah, and that's at the heart of all this is that at the end of the day, we were literally okay. You went you went against Georgia Tech. Paul Johnson may not not be around next season. You you went against Illinois barely. Uh, Lovey Smith might not be around in, in, in the next season. Freaking UMass was freaking coached by some other dude because they do because their main coaches their head coaches doing something Ill crap dude like yeah. so you know so these aren't really good teams and these are they're inconsistent in all of these games. You know, so I and I, I see the inconsistency on defense, the offense. The offense has had like if I if I were to tell you okay during this season, the offense would have a 300 yard rushing rusher, to a, a 400 yard passing game, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it but also have freaking uh, two wins, uh, you know, three wins with which they did not make it to 30, and they have not actually scored 30 in two weeks now. You know, well they they can't again they cannot and and and, and completely getting curb stopped against Tulane. That's the thing. Like I told you, when I t- when that happened, I told you that loss is going to change things because 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 now yeah, it's but, like but it, but it hasn't. They still no, don't I mean, show not change, up. but not change things in a positive way. Like changing change, oh, change oh, yeah. perceptions. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and the team, uh, like I, I you think, told, said off the air, this team might have given up. I, I I think a lot of people right now uh, in this city are ready to move on. Yeah, that, and that's the type of loss. And 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 in a way, when you really step back and look at it, it feels a little soon because you're like basically you uh, you know. Been kicking ass, kicking ass, kicking ass. Okay, three but, but, straight but, but losses. Inspired the coach. It. That doesn't really. They have it. Take take away Georgia Tech. Name another big game that Charlie Strong has won. They probably haven't been. You have very to go many. all the way back to this, Notre, this Notre Dame. This team doesn't win. In Austin was the last it, time he won a big game. Well, I used to. Well, I've said this before about this USF team. Period. I don't think USF has very many big wins. Period. When they really had to have it. Major game, you know, I'll say program this. changing. Texas Tech in the bowl game. Big w- win, but when, not program changing. When the game was on the line, the very last throw that, that the best player this school has ever had yeah, made yeah. a huge play, and he went right for his playmaker. Yeah. Which, if you think about it, the Texas Tech game, when the game was on the line, same thing with most of the UCF game. He went right to his playmaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, he got it done. Yeah. He, he, he got it done. I mean, but let's face it. He, he he's a winner. Yeah, you, you yeah. can you could put him in a wing T, and he would find some way. He, he could run triple option. He'd find some way to make it work because he's yeah. a winner. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. And, and I think the previous coach saw that. 
the previous coach saw that. And remember, we laughed about it. We should roll the tape, but we laughed years ago because he compared him to Tommy Frazier. Yeah, and, and we were laughing like, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. On this very show, we're talking I, I, about. I, I, I was yeah. like, I was like, what reminds you about him? the fact that he's black? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, what, what makes yeah, you? Yeah. But he was dead right. Yeah, yeah. So for for any of his faults, I'll say that when it comes to talent evaluation, Willie is is on the money when it comes to evaluating talent. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. knows how to see something. Say, I can get this out of that kid, which yeah. is coaching. That's coaching, like defined. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, tell me this. Okay. Uh, and I'm still trying to tell you how USF is trying to be great again. I'm gonna make them great again. Would you fight? Would you fire Charlie Strong? I I would I would force him to make the move and say we're gonna change offense scheme and we're changing who who's running this offense. Yeah. And if I got any resistance, I'd say, well, then we'll just go ahead and change you too. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. I look at it like this. I I, I don't disagree with that. I but, think what's going to come down to my frustration with him has more to do with the things he said than the way he's coached. Yeah, but coaches all say shitty stuff. They say, they they, 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 they say a lot of bad things. They lie a lot. <laughs> they say, they, they, See, they say I, I don't think he's like, lying. I really think I, I really think he's being honest, and he's honestly telling you, uh, I, I know more than you, and, and and you don't need to ask that question. And and I, I and I don't disagree with that, but I mean. I, I don't like what was said. I think it's I mean, it's pretty crappy. It's you can't you know, can't be passing the buck. You know whatever you you have to as a coach. You're the CEO. You it's it's always your fault. It's always your fault. No well, matter what. It's one thing, even if it's not your it's, fault, it's, it's your it's, fault. It's, it's one it's one thing to deflect blame, and it's another to deflect blame, and it consistently be what well, it, it, it's these kids and these kids got to do a better job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't as a coach. You can't be doing. That. Can, 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 I, can you imagine the CEO of Kawa telling him that well our employees just have to do a better job yeah yeah like, like depending upon what the situation is that may be true but if it's like every one of your stores are like providing horrible customer service and your product is not being prepared correctly yeah yeah you're gonna have to take responsibility uh, yeah for some reason uh, some level yeah, some, some level, level it's, gonna, it's gonna fall to you yeah <laughs> we're gonna have to do lightning hey bolts just tied it up yep so but yeah, exactly. No, I fully agree with that. And so I, you know, so okay. So finishing up with the offense, we, this is an offense that that has had a lot of burner performances, and they still are not consistently playing well. They're still not really scoring. Well, look, points. look at the scheme they're and running. They're still, uh, honestly, you know, who can make this work? Yeah, Th- they struggled offensively last year, and and they had Q running it, and he literally probably did the best he could. Yeah. I don't believe that this scheme is worth continuing to invest in and look for other people to fit it. I just don't think it works. I think you got to go to back to more of a speed spread yeah, wh- yeah. where it's about doing the things you're doing. You probably need to get somebody more athletic uh, under center. Uh, I mean, Chris Oladukin, I, I think, could be good, but I'm more excited about Octavius Battle yeah, next okay. year and, and, yeah. and McLeod. And to me, I feel like th- those are some kids that you can start to run and build an offense around. Yeah, I think yeah. Terrence Horn hopefully comes back from his ACL. It hopefully he's back to being a monster. Yeah, uh, Darnell Solomon's going to be a senior, but honestly, when I watch him play, I can't believe he was a four star. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, the ki- I, sometimes I think he's got feet for hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it's, it's like, man, he's got everything else, 
Except I feel like sometimes he's got that. Um, Tyree McCants moving on hurts just because I, I've, I've been in love with Tyree for like two years now. Yeah, yeah. But but I feel it's like good. I feel like he just looks almost either disinterested or out of shape or, or I can't tell yeah, what, what's yeah. not the same. He, he's been a quite a letdown because we were talking we were talking like potential player of the year. Yeah, you know, he's looking like and and, and he honestly he, he just he kind of looks like he's just out there running routes sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah. So but but they've got. They've got talent, and they're recruiting talent. Zion Rowland yeah. could be the next uh, star at wide receiver, uh, and I and I think they got they've got Cronkite for another year uh, in, in the backfield. And yeah, I mean, yeah. Johnny Ford, Ford. Johnny uh, Ford yeah. is like uh, he, he's like I feel like I'm playing Sega when when I'm when I'm yeah. watching Johnny Ford. Yeah. Like, like he looks like a video game. Yeah, level. so clearly the talent's there, and so change the they've, scheme. They've, under, they've underperformed this year. Change the scheme, improve quarterback, improve how how the scheme and the quarterback work together, yeah. and I think you're right back to being a 50-point offense again. Yeah, so I, I'm looking at changing coaches on both sides. I don't think, and, and then and then I would I feel it's a little soon to call the clip, pull the plug on Charlie Strong. But one thing I will say, like I said, it's been an well, awful long time since this. Well, that, that's why won a game that that's truly mattered. I would let him fire himself. If you're yeah. not if you're not willing to change offense, then you're gone. Yeah, Period. yeah. Because sometimes I'll think, because I'm also looking at kind of like mindset. It when's the last time you've had like that? Literally, let's let's freaking run on this field and freaking tear these goalposts down. Moment. Long time, long time. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. That, that hopefully been, in about nine days. Hopefully in nine days. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> that would be great. But like lose lose to UCF, lose twice now to Houston. You know, I mean, it's just. I haven't seen. I mean, the, the previous coaching regime wasn't getting it done either. You know, like, and so it's mindset. You were hoping that, okay, you know, you know, Willie is a good coach, good offensive scheme, gets a lot out of players. Not really a great X and O guy, and and maybe not the biggest rah rah guy. We're kind of hoping for all of that with with um, with Charlie Strong, and I haven't really seen it really. Like this team still kind of tightens up in big spots. Um, you know, it gets out coached a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's be fair about something. I don't ever recall someone telling you how phenomenally awesome at X's and O's Charlie Strong is. Uh, I I think his pedigree was coaching defense. Yeah, yeah. So if you can recruit good and you have a good scheme and you put the players in place and you call the plays right, it works. But now let's also be fair about when was he coaching defense. How many years ago was this? Football's changed a lot. Yeah. So, that, so now the Lovey Smith argument. No. No. Slash Mike Smith. That's like a much different situation. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I, I guess I'm looking at like when Lovey Smith was calling. When Lovey Smith was at Lovey Smith. When when Charlie Strong was at a like top level defensive coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. When he how, was just a DC, how many, it was at Florida. How many spread offenses ago. was he facing yeah. with athletes at quarterback? Or how many pocket passes? Maybe one as a DC. Right. So maybe LSU. So yeah, so, so I, yeah. I feel like if he's not facing so, yeah, if he's yeah. not facing lots of spread, well then his days of being a good DC, football has evolved. Yeah, yeah. So how how good uh, uh, at running defense are you expecting his teams to be now? You have to put the right people in place, and that's debatable right now. 
Well, yeah. I, I like I like Brian G. Murray too. I do too. I so like I kind of I, I kind of want to see. I think he does get a lot out of those guys, but these guys are messing up right now. Yeah, it, I, Houston it, game was Houston and Tulane were embarrassments. You know? Agreed. But even, even Cincinnati, but, kind but of you, an you know what? You yeah. come out and you play offense, and you do what you're supposed to do, and you can overcome defensive shortcomings. Yeah, and you, that, sh- you and should that's, be you should be good enough. That to is do what that. is happening in the G5. The teams that are good in the G5 aren't defense first. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. No, no. In fact, no. very few teams in college football are defense. No, that's not. There's not a lot of defensive first teams. There's teams that can play defense, but not defensive first teams. Yeah, yeah. Cle- Clemson, Alabama, but they both have good offenses. But they have good, both have good offenses. I, I bet. I bet you both their offenses are are anywhere near anywhere near the top ten. But it, but then who cares? They're, they're winning. <laughs> they play offense. They've got people who people are worried about when they're on the other side of the ball, and, yeah. and they happen to also be talented enough that they can play good defense. Good. So Man. I th- I think we're going to struggle to come to a conclusion outside of the offense has to completely change to make USF great again. Yeah. Yeah. Make I mean USF great again. I'm great. telling you, if I was the coach of USF. They'd be the best coach you've ever seen. <laughs> Sorry, I, I like that it. though. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to, I was trying to work in like a Trump. If we uh, could just get these migrants to stop <laughs> causing problems for us, <laughs> for USF. Our Man. apologies in advance, anyone listening to, to any migrants that might be listening. But you know, but anyway, yes, that might be that might be it. <laughs> That's like, you know, he's a student of, of of our of our POTUS, but yeah, so. Um, but yeah, now that might be it. I mean, because it basically is saying, okay, so yeah, so if USF st- suddenly lightning struck and USF had like freaking a baller defense, a defense of Pierre Paul and Selby and all these other guys, but had a terrible offense, or lightning struck and be they have garbage on defense, like literally a sieve. But they had the offense of freaking, you know, well, oh, the offense of two years ago. They, they, won, <laughs> like, they, yeah, so, yeah. they won 10 games. Of Marlon, of Marlon Mack and freaking. Um, Don't forget, they won 10 yeah. games with, with Raymond Woody at D.C. Yeah, yeah. We were a sieve. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We so were like. I, that, to, that to me tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. If you can recruit offense and you can run an offensive scheme, you can win games in the G5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still think you can have a little bit of defense, but well, yes, yeah, of course. Because and I tell you why you need to have a little bit of defense. You can yes, you can clear ten games, but the two they lost, they lost because of defense. No, they lost the UCF because of uh, special teams. Yeah, they still have a shit ton of points though. Yeah. Oh well, well UCF yeah. does have one of the best offenses in the country, so they're going to score points on you no matter what. So it'd be nice to have a little better defense. Well, of yeah, course, maybe they, everyone maybe they was still lost. Everyone so. wants that. <laughs> and and in simple, okay, I'll, I'll give you another scenario. If your offense sucks, you ain't going anywhere near ten wins. That's fine, but you you need to have something on defense. Defense yeah. would have a little better defense, like a point or two better, a stop or two better. Yeah, would would have been if all things considered. If everybody has great offense, nice have nice have a little better defense. Well, if I'm looking at the last two UCF games, there were definitely stretches where USF's defense was imposing their will and, and making plays, causing turnovers and doing things. And then, of course, then they had the very predictable halfback dives and trying to run fourth and twos to yeah, uh, yeah, coach to Ernest bit. Johnson. Yeah, yeah. They left points on the table, and that's why they lost. That And you kick off to my cues in a tie game. You come all the way back and you tie the game up, and you kick off to my cues and give up the kick return. Yeah, yeah. Which which special teams breakdowns has been a Charlie Strong, almost staple. Yeah, that's part of it too. So, 
But anyway, these are these are the things we've talked about. These are things that will make them great again. We'll see what happens. Only, the only thing that I think could actually happen in all that is is uh, the dismissal of Sterling Gilbert. I, I can I can see that happen because I think I think the wave is starting to build for that. The Brian G. Marie wave is not building. I think is as strong, but I think the Sterling Gilbert wave is building, and I don't think the Charlie Strong Firestar Strong wave is building that much. You know. Well, we it'll, get, it'll get interesting if they if we they, were if in they New Orleans out with a, with five losses. But. We were in New Orleans. When oh he, yeah, they were, they were yelling his obscenities a year ago like, at him. You know. So so you can imagine they scored over, and they were still going over thirty points yeah. back then. So, well, they yeah. had Q running the offense. Yeah, and of course yeah. he had Marquez belt Scantling. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. so we'll, we shall save. So for now, glasses are empty. Need to refill them. Mm-hmm. Well, good fine Belgian beer. By the way, a thumbs up on the St. Bernard's. But you guys probably you, you true beer drinkers among you all already know that. The glasses are, are empty, mics are off, pieces, falls apart.